Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. What if your social media was scheduled ahead of time and you weren't thinking about it on the fly? Or what if your email inbox was organized and filtered so that you could focus on the important things? What if you were able to have more support from highly qualified people? Well, your world just might be a little bit better, right? A little less stress, more organized, maybe even some time off away from your desk. Well, the answer just might be to hire a virtual assistant. But I know that you're wondering, where do I find them? What would I have them do? And how much should I pay them? Those are the questions we always get at Pet Boss Nation about virtual assistants. Well, you're in luck. Our show today is all about virtual assistants and how they can support your goals and needs through one-off projects or even on the daily. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Yolanta Smolsky is a New York-based dog mom and digital strategist in the pet industry. She runs Pet Pro Media, a boutique agency dedicated to helping pet professionals build, launch, and optimize online courses, coaching programs, and memberships. Her Australian shepherd, Cody, drives her passion for making an impact in the pet industry through online education, and she just so happens to be on the Pet Boss Nation team. 
And for our listeners, this is episode number 20. I cannot believe. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Raise the roof, raise your paws, you know, pet your dog. High five. (laughs) I, I, we were just talking. I can't believe it. We got, we got to 20 episodes and I remember thinking like, should I even start a podcast and look at us 20 episodes in you're doing it. We're doing it. And actually I couldn't be doing it without a team of actually three separate virtual people who helped me bring it to life. And that's why you're here with us today is we're talking about hiring virtual assistants and working with virtual assistants. And, you know, with the podcast, we have a podcast editor who works virtually. We have you on our team who helps make sure that we are following our deadlines and we've got all of the details. You project manage the podcast for us and help me ideate and come up with ideas. And then we have a copywriter who also helps create the transcriptions and some of the the actual posts for our website. So we work with virtual assistants all the time. And we're here today to talk with you to help you break down why so many pet professionals across the whole world should actually start collaborating more and working with virtual assistants too. 100%. Yes. So welcome to our show. I would love for you to share more with us about your journey and how you became a virtual assistant. Absolutely. So I started out back in 2020 and I have a long storied career previous to that. But at the time I was working as a dog walker. And so the pet industry was you know, deep into my world. I was learning all about working with clients and a variety of different pet businesses that are in the ecosystem. And something clicked in the pandemic when people started working remotely and online and from home. And I thought to myself, well, I have a lot of marketing skills and management skills from my graduate degree, from my professional experience working in finance and in luxury. Why don't I just bring it all in together with my love for pets and do something with that? And so I did my research and I realized that virtual assistant was a thing. And I said, let me just give it a shot. And I did. I went for it. I did an online training just to learn about how to work online with clients because I hadn't done that before. I was always in a corporate or a business environment previous to that. Um, So I was able to bring in that skill set and then learn how to work online and quickly became booked up with a lot of pet professionals who needed my help. And that was super exciting from the get-go. I was very eager, hungry to work. And you found me doing all sorts of types of projects. You know, I was doing administrative, I was doing email management, calendar management. And then I started doing a lot, doing a lot of social media management, event management. Like there was there, anything under the sun that a pet business needs. I was literally doing, and I was doing that for quite a while. And I'm very excited to say that through that process, I found what my passion is in the pet industry and it's working with online educators like you, Candace. And so I realized that I have so much to give as an online business manager and honing in my skills and expertise and really focusing on just working with businesses that have their online courses and memberships and coaching programs and helping them make a bigger impact in the pet industry. Well, you sure help us do that for sure. 100%. And, um, so your company is pet pro media and you offer a variety of services and you are a contractor with us at pet boss nation 
Although guys, I'm trying, I'm just trying to get her over to be the, to be an employee with us, but you know, she's got her own entrepreneurial vision and company building dreams um, coming to life. So we want to help her support her in that too. You know, we had met because you were, you were presenting, uh, doing a, a sponsorship presentation for another one of your clients. And it's just interesting to think about too. We've got so many different types of businesses in the pet industry. You know, we've got people who listen to this podcast, who manufacture products, who are um, service providers, who are physical brick and mortar businesses. And I think when we think about the online virtual help space, it tends to often be for these online businesses like myself. But the reality is, is that uh, physical businesses can absolutely still find tasks to work with a virtual assistant on. And we're going to, we're going to dig into some of those ideas, but um, before we go any further, I'd love for you to explain to us like what a virtual assistant is. And, and even, you know, let's go back a step. People call it a VA. I remember when <laughs> I first heard the term VA, VA, I had no clue what anyone was talking about. So VA stands for virtual assistant. And will you break down what that really means? Sure. Now, virtual assistants can come from a variety of places. It's people who are for example, very common like military moms or moms who are stay at home and need to find you know, additional work to do or young people who are straight out of college or people who are like me transitioning out of corporate. So it's very hard to pinpoint one specific type of person who's going to be a VA or a virtual assistant. But you have people coming in from all these backgrounds. They have their different skill sets, their different expertise, their different experiences. And they work in one of two ways, either as general generalists and they can do everything under the sun, like I mentioned that I did previously. Um, and you know, you can work with them in a variety of ways. You can work with them hourly. Uh, you can have a set number of hours for the month. You can have them do a specific project for you, but they're going to be doing like hands-on everything that takes to do the kind of work that you're, the scope of work that you agreed to do. Then you also have specialists. Okay. And those people are, for example, copywriters, graphic designers, social media managers. Those people are going to be doing very specific types of work in your business. And that can also be project-based or hourly based. You talked a little bit about how you can pay virtual assistants. And so let's dive deeper into a variety of how scopes of work might work and what would be a good starting point for somebody. Absolutely. So when you're thinking about virtual assistants, you can find one anywhere. The internet, internet is huge. You can find one based here in the United States. You can find one based in another country, still in the North American area, or you can find one all the way in Asia and the Philippines, which a lot of people can tend to do. And reasons being is because the price, the rate that a VA is going to quote you is going to vary first by their location. And you have to consider, you know, what are their living expenses? That's, you know, when you think about how much you want to pay somebody, um, you want to be fair in terms of, you know, what's a livable wage for them, where they are based. So that's number one. Number two is you want to think about what is that VA going to be doing for you, right? If they are a generalist and they're doing a little bit of everything, then they might be on the lower scale, right? So let's say, quote, for example, $15 an hour. Um, and if you start to get a little bit more specific, right, somebody whose niche is just graphic design, well, guys, that's a, that's a skill set, 
right? And people train for that a lot of the time. So those people are going to be charging a little bit more, you know, whether it's 25, 30, $35, et cetera. Um, and then when you start working with somebody who actually has not just the, you know, location, not just the skill set, but also the experience, they've been doing that for years and they've proven their worth and they come highly recommended. You're going to see those virtual assistants quoting anywhere from $60 to $100 an hour. I'm not kidding, but those people who are on the higher end, if you need something very specific that they can do for you, it's going to be worth your buck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely if they, I think it varies too, based on how much you need to oversee and project manage it yourself versus someone with more experience, um, in what you need can really be, you know, self-guided completely and very independent. Okay. Awesome. So we've talked about a little bit about, you know, your background and the differences between the VAs. So what is a benefit to hiring a virtual assistant? Like, why would I work with a virtual assistant instead of, trying to find someone who's going to come into my business or take it all on myself. <laughs> Cause you know, I know that there are people listening who are thinking I can do that. I I'm fully capable of doing that. So what are the benefits of working with a virtual assistant? Sure. When you are a business owner, you're absolutely capable of doing everything to run your business, but can you do it all yourself? You know, the answer is no. Right. So when you bring in somebody whether it's an employee or whether it's a virtual assistant, the idea is the same. You're going to be handing off something to somebody else and just trusting them that they're going to do a good job with it, right? Uh, When it comes to working with a virtual assistant, however, they come in already experienced and trained and, you know, with the capabilities necessary to do those tasks. But they don't require as much training as somebody that you might hire who's doing, you know, locally that's doing that job for the very first time. Virtual assistants are, in this sense, running their own businesses. They have their own list of clients that they're doing those similar tasks, similar types of projects all day long. So you're hiring somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, so that's a huge, you know, benefit in terms of, you know, you can trust that that job is going to be done. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to just get back time in your business or in your life when you hand those things off to somebody else. Because let's face it, those things that you're handing off, you're either not doing it well yourself and you'd rather not do it and you never get around to it. And it's something that you wish somebody else would do. Or you just don't have enough time, you know, because your business is pulling you in different directions and there are more important pressing things. So you really just don't have the time to do it yourself. So by hiring a virtual assistant, you're going to get back that time in your business. You're going to have that time to work on other projects or maybe personal time in your life, right? Because how many times as a business owner, you're feeling burnt out, you're, you're constantly, you know, running the hamster wheel. How nice it is it if you can get a, a few hours back a week in your life? I mean, what a difference that's going to make for you and your business. Yes. And I, I had this exact thought actually this morning and Sarah, our podcast editor who will be editing this podcast, or by the time our listeners have listened to it has already edited this podcast. But as I was sitting here, cause I recorded another episode, I think it was last night or recently I recorded an episode and I had a lot of edits I had to make, like I had to communicate to Sarah via a text, you know, via, via an email minute markers and the ways I needed her to clean it up. 
And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I should just dump this into Descript myself and just like clean it up. And I can just get a transcript from there. And, and in my mind, my, my whole head's like ideating of like, do I have too much team, you know, like to do this? And then I was like, slap myself basically. I was like, what the heck's your problem, girl? I was like, like, oh my gosh. And I started thinking about the amount of work it takes to produce this podcast. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, there's the planning of the ideas and then the recording of it and then going through and editing it. And so Sarah, thank you very much for editing and getting it perfect and then getting it loaded onto the platforms. And then other people on our team come up with the headline copy and put it on our WordPress website and find the images and then make the social media graphics. I mean, there's so many steps in the process to getting stuff done. And when I thought to myself, I was like, that would take me like another five hours, at least a week, at least a week. It's almost a whole working day. And so I was like, no, 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 but that's not coming back on your plate, girl. I was like, I was like keep, keep the team, keep the team, you know, not that, not that, but it was, it was this thought of like, Cause I knew we were going to have this discussion and I was like, do you get so much time back? So they are worth their, they are worth the, the rates and um, the rates will all vary. But I also just want to preface because I had this conversation recently with one of my one-on-one clients was that they heard kind of, they, they were for feeling inspired at another conference. And that conference was about delegate outsource, hire it out, like put it all onto other people. You should, as a business owner, you shouldn't be doing this all. And so they did that and then they ran out of money because they actually couldn't afford to have outsourced so much. So we don't want people doing that. We don't, you know, as a business coach, I have to preface that we do not want you doing that. We want you to take on extra team as your business can support it. And so if you are a business owner right now and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling inspired to maybe hire someone to work with, let's think about the thing that would be the easiest and most impactful probably to get off your plate and start small, right? Like you, you say that you can hire people based on project to project, or, you know, maybe it's just a few hours a week. Talk more about the actual structure of how someone would work with, with another VA. Sure. Absolutely. So when you're working with a VA, ideally you have a contract mm-hmm. and in that contract, it outlines your working relationship and the scope of work and the working hours, right? And in that, you're going to really outline and you can amend it. It's not set in stone, but for the first time, you can simply outline what are the types of tasks you want this virtual assistant to be doing for you, right? Even if you are a local business owner and it's something as simple as making appointments, making calls, verifying vaccinations, things like that. Um, just put it in the scope of work and so that you understand that for a certain number of hours, a month or a week, however you want to outline it, that person is only going to be doing that for you. Okay. Start small. And then as you build that relationship and as you build that trust, right, you, you get the sense that you can give more to this person to do. You can amend the contract, right? And you can say, okay, let's, you know, add on an extra five hours this month for the next three months, or even just round it up to, let's say you were at five hours a week, you know, go up to seven hours a week, et cetera. Whatever your arrangement is, it's not set in stone. It's always possible to amend. Um, And I always suggest just start with the basics and you can add on more later, especially if you really enjoy working with the person. Um, And as you need the help and you realize that, okay, my business is doing well, 
and this person is making a difference in my business and I can have them take on more for my business so that it can thrive even more. Yes. Yes. And that's really kind of how we've worked together. We started out initially where at the time when we met, you didn't have the space on your calendar, take on a new client. When space opened up, you reached out and we started small, you know, with maybe was it five hours a week or 10 hours a week. And then as um, I learned your skill set even more and started trusting that you were meeting deadlines and the quality of the work you were producing, I was like, Hey, can you give me some more hours, please? <laughs> you know, And then, you know, you had a little bit more, but not as many as I kind of probably needed. And so then when another client's project was done, you know, you, you came to us and you had more hours. And so that's absolutely possible to work and you, and you can cut back too, right? Like to see, you know, sometimes we have busy seasons in our business and um, slower times. And so those adjustments can be made as well, as long as your contract does have like enough notice and, you know, it needs to be mutually beneficial for everybody. hundred percent. So let's actually um, talk about maybe that this is a contractor, right? This is not, this is not typically an employee. And a lot of our listeners are used to having employees, which as a owner of a business, you can set required hours. You can require them to work a certain way. Can you expand on what it's like to work with a contractor? Absolutely. So when you're working with a contractor, um, they are essentially running their own business or freelancing. And what that entails is they have other clients that they're working with in addition to your business. And it's their responsibility to manage and balance all of those obligations that they signed on and make sure that they're not overbooking themselves. So that's something that you want to consider when you're working with someone they have other duties, you know, they have other work that they're doing. So in your contract, ideally, you have it outlined what your communication style will be, whether it's by text or by email or using another online communication channel. And then also just the response rate, right? So a lot of people say within 24 hours, the next business day, Candice, you and I, we text all day, every day, (laughs) but it, it all depends on the relationship. Um, So you want to respect that when you're working with, with a virtual assistant that, you know, they will get back to you in a timely manner as you to agree in your contract. Um, If you build that relationship uh, to the point where you and I, Candice, we're communicating very regularly because I'm helping you manage your business. That's a different level of expectation, but you have to make sure it's mutual, right? And that you're both on the same page. Otherwise, one side is going to get burned. Either the virtual assistant is going to feel like this client is harassing me all the time, or the client is going to feel I can never reach my virtual assistant, you know, and so you you need to communicate with each other. It's similar, like like you would with an employee, you're going to give an employee feedback, you can give your contractor feedback, if something's not working. Okay, that's really important that you have that communication happening between you two and then respecting that she you know whoever your virtual assistant is is going to do the deliverables in a timely manner whatever you agree on is and some way that you can help moderate that is for example when Candace you and I started working together I was giving you a weekly report you know what 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 I did what was still pending what still needed to be done and uh, that way you know you knew exactly what was happening 
um, in terms of, you know, my workload. And that's extremely helpful in the beginning of a relationship because the first few weeks of working with a contractor, it's like dating somebody, you know, you're not really sure, you know, how can you talk to them? How, you want to make sure they're happy and you keep them. So, you know, it's like, you know, you're kind of doing a dance and, but you're trying to get to know each other. So you have to kind of treat it like dating. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, those weekly reports were helpful for me to really understand how long specific tasks were taking you. Because I do think, again, as the business owner, if you're used to working with people next to you at your store and your grooming salon or in your office space, and then now you're with someone who's working remotely, you, I think it's maybe it's human nature to wonder, like, is it really taking them that long? Or are they just billing me the time? Cause they want to take the money. And so like, really, I think in the beginning, it was like understanding how long things were taking you. Um, so that it reaffirmed how many hours I was giving you for different projects, you know? Um, so that, that was helpful just so I could understand better. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, I think the, the benefits, but really why does someone need a virtual assistant? There's three areas that you've outlined. Can you go deeper on those? Sure. Absolutely. So when people start looking for a virtual assistant they they fall into three different categories. Most of the time, one, which is the best one to work with is that they're ready to grow and spread their wings and, and scale up their business. And, and they need someone to help, you know, they're visionary and they need someone to help, you know, make all those projects come to life. Right. So that's, that's a lot of fun to be coming from that place, right. Of abundance. And you're ready to, to get even more. And then the next category that I hear from a lot is someone is just, you know, a little bit unorganized in their business. Things are kind of all over the place and it's really hard to kind of get it all together. And it feels like, you know, just kind of running on empty because you just, you never get around to like organizing all the things, you know, everything is just kind of, it's working, everything's moving forward, but it's, it's a mess. So a virtual assistant is the perfect person to call and be like, Hey, please help me organize my business so that I can figure out my systems and processes and, and run my business sustainably rather than, you know, constantly trying to look for things and, or doing things from scratch. And then the last part is hear from people who are just overwhelmed and drowning in their business. And they have so much work and they can't do it all themselves and they don't know who to turn to, right? They may have employees, but they still feel like they're still doing too much themselves. So a virtual assistant is a perfect person to call because they can just take those small specific things that are eating up your time. And that way it's gonna just make room for more things in your schedule. And you're going to be able to just breathe because you don't have to do that thing that you just always have to do anymore. Somebody else is doing it for you. It's like a relief. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those, those three categories are the ones that we see the most. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, as you're saying this, I think we need to go into like what holds people back because I know that I can think of a lot of ideas for a small business owner to unload. And, but I could, I could just hear them saying to themselves, but that VA, while they might be trained, they don't know my point of sale system, or they don't know my reservation software, or how can they see my physical delivery invoices that are coming? And, you know, those are objections that people are saying. Those are the, 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 the excuses that of why this won't work. But the reality is, is that people, uh, you know, a virtual assistant, yes, may not know your point of sale system, but if, as long as it's a cloud-based system, they can tap in. 
they're usually much more savvy at how software works because they've been using lots of different kinds of software. You know, you've done that with us. We picked some platforms that you had no previous experience with, but because you understood how a lot of the companies work, you were able to get in and watch some of the trainings and get it figured out pretty quickly, right? And, and, and the, all that physical paper or a lot of actually these invoices now, they all come via email too, or you can download them off of um, supplier websites as long as things are cloud-based or if you can get your physical paper put into the cloud, you know, uh, virtual assistants can really help with a lot, even though they're not physically in your office space. That's hundred percent true. And when it comes to learning new systems or worrying about training somebody new, you're going to do that with an employee anyway, but I can bet you a virtual assistant is going to get on the ball much faster because they don't have time to spend just training all the time. They really have to start delivering results to your business as soon as possible because it's contingent based on you continuing to work with them. You know, versus when you sign on an employee, you have that different contract where, you know, they're working with you and, you know, they're, they have a training period, et cetera. Like that's, that, that can actually take longer. So a virtual assistant is a huge, huge, huge advantage. Yes. So what other things really hold people back from hiring a virtual assistant? Sure. With working with a virtual assistant, um, a lot of it comes down to mindset. And I've experienced this with a lot of people where, you know, people just hold tight onto their businesses like they're babies. And I, I get it. But at the end of the day, if you don't let somebody help you, you're just going to stay stuck where you are. You're not going to be able to move forward. And a virtual assistant is going to be able to help, you know, like take, you know, chip at, you know, the different things that are holding you back and offload those things for you so that you can, you know, move that boulder or rock up the mountain. Like that's the way I visualize it. Um, And it's just a matter of building that relationship, building that trust over time and just starting small. Um, We talked about recently in our blog uh, about, you know, how to work with a virtual assistant And uh, it was about hiring someone and doing a trial period. You can actually hire a virtual assistant for a trial project, give them an assignment, pay them to do it and see how they do it. And then that can give you a little bit more confidence to say, okay, this virtual assistant thing is not that hard. They did the project. They did it well. I paid them for it. Nobody got hurt. It worked out. So why not hire them? Um, So it's baby steps, guys. Yes. And actually that I'm glad you brought up that blog post. We will link to it in our show notes at petboss.com forward slash episode 20. We will link to it. And in that blog post, we list a lot of different things that a virtual assistant can do for your pet business. So what is the process for actually finding a virtual assistant? Sure. So when it comes down to finding a virtual assistant, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. My favorite way is through referrals. And it's about talking to other business owners who've worked with a virtual assistant or a contractor for a different project and finding out, you know, who they like working with, why they like working with that person. And that can kind of give you the confidence to say, okay, well, this person obviously did a great job for my friend or my peer. Why not see what they can do for me? And when you're actually talking with a virtual assistant, you know, when you have that discovery call, it's kind of like a first date. I, I love talking about dating, <laughs> but it's like, you could just get to know each other. You learn about the virtual assistant's going to learn about what you need in your business. And then you're going to learn about how that virtual assistant can help you. And then if 
you decide to proceed with, for example, the idea that we had about, uh, about the paid trial, that's a great way to start working with them. So it's it's always easier to start with working with someone who you know might have worked with someone that you know or you heard of. The other place that I love looking at is Facebook groups or on social media because people are constantly either promoting their virtual services or they're putting putting out notices saying like, hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. And you're gonna get a flood of responses from mm-hmm. people saying like, hey, I can do this, I can help you, let's DM, let's talk. Um, so yeah, we think we have... see that in our Facebook group, the Pep Boss the Facebook group. It's like, and and what I love, even in the last couple couple years, probably even most uh, more so in the last twelve months, has been more and more people who are getting into the pet industry as a virtual assistant support. And so, definitely, if you go into our Facebook group and look for one, or uh, you know, there are lots of other Facebook groups out there too. But it's a great place. Yeah, hundred percent. The other popular place that people like to go to which I caution about is Upwork and Fiverr only because uh, that's just your own vetting process. It's hard to see what other people are saying on social media about them necessarily, or they might not have worked with anyone that you know, but you can find contractors on Upwork and Fiverr. And then there's a couple of actual um, virtual assistant recruitment agencies out there that we're going to link into the show notes. Um, one is Emily Regan's Unicorn VAs and Maria Carras Creative Virtual Assistants. Um, that everyone that I know that has worked with those two agencies has had amazing experiences, and they literally place you with a virtual assistant for your needs. That can be more expensive, but depending on your needs, it may really work out really well in your favor. Um, so yeah, finding a virtual assistant is not impossible guys. If that's, what's holding you you back from, from working with one, like, Oh, where am I going to find someone? You're going to find someone. If you look for them, you just got to know where. Yes. Oh gosh. Yolanda, thank you so much for being here today. This has been so helpful. I know for all our listeners who run businesses, who are trying to get stuff off their plate and have been thinking about working with a VA, um, lots of good stuff here. And I definitely want everyone to go to our show notes and check out all the resources and links there. But I also know that we have a lot of people in our audience with some mad skills and they might even be thinking to themselves, like maybe I could become a VA. So I'd love to ask you, would you ever go back to corporate America? Or are you uh, happy with the decision you made? <laughs> 100% never going back. Okay. Reason being guys, if you are even thinking remotely about working remotely, you got to try it because it's just a matter of especially if you're in an industry that you're super passionate about, you get to choose the types of projects you work on. You get to choose the types of clients you work with. Like you have so much freedom and flexibility in your work and you really get to enjoy what you do more than you ever will in corporate America. And guys, just hint, hint, you'll also make more money. (laughs) So it's, you know, if you're just thinking about it, please, uh, I welcome anyone to reach out to me. I love talking about working online in the pet industry. I'm super pumped about this topic. And I'm so grateful that Candace brought me on to talk to all of you today about it. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And guys, we at Pet Boss Nation love supporting you, helping you grow your businesses. If you ever need anything, never hesitate to reach out and Yolanta or myself will follow up with you there too. Okay. Until we speak again on the next podcast, go boss your business. Bye-bye. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? 
It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated and go boss your business.